Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to the new episodes of Radio Rehab. I'm Dana, and I'm a recovering addict and an alcoholic. I'm clean and sober right now, but I've struggled with the disease of addiction for most of my adult life. It began when I was a teenager. I've had bouts of sobriety, and even during the bad times, there's always been some part of me that wanted to live life the right way, the way I am now. This show isn't just for addicts, it's for everyone. Some of my guests will be familiar to you, but their stories will be new, heartbreaking, and awe-inspiring. If you aren't one of us, you surely know us. We are your wives. Your husbands. Your daughters. Your sons. And we've gone through hell to get to the other side. This show is dedicated to the ones who didn't make it. Welcome to Radio Rehab, The Relapse. I'm Dana. I'm a recovering addict and a recovering alcoholic here with producer Shar, who has bad taste in friends. <laughs> That's just going to be the new intro from now on. I love it. You say it over and over. I say it over and over. It never gets old. Like most things I say over and over to myself because I crack myself up. Uh, this, this is our uh, recovery show, not to be confused with our new and exciting news and entertainment show where we interview people. We've got some uh, interviews with comedians coming up. We talk about what's on TV and what's happening. And uh, as we discussed at the end of our last news and entertainment show, this week's uh, episode of Radio Rehab, The Relapse, uh, I've gotten some some emails and some texts from listeners. By the way, if you want to email or text us, it's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. You can find us on the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram at Radio Rehab Dana. And um, so we were discussing TV shows that use recovering characters or use people... Um, that are in recovery to make a TV show, kind of, which in a lot of ways kind of, you could say, goes against the principles of the program. But you can also say that these principles were written, those some things were written a long time ago before certain things existed, like Netflix. I really don't think people who made up certain rules, although I do agree with the rules, I don't think they had any concept of, for example, Orange is the New Black ever existing. I'm pretty sure that would blow somebody's ass. Not just their mind, it would blow their ass up too. Their ass and their mind at the same time would just become one morphed entity of flame. <laughs> yes. Um, but so I, I got some emails from people wanting to know if I've seen the new show Flaked. And just to show how serious I take your emails, I am going. It's it's flaked is on Netflix. Evidently, it's about recovery, and I was I will I will go watch it as I've been asked to because I've been asked to review it. I've been asked for my thoughts on it, so I will watch that show, and I will get back to you on that. I was talking to producer Shar earlier about. It seems like whenever I watch a TV show and it's people in the program, it's not what it's really like. It first of all, people are sitting in a circle facing each other. And a lot of times it's people attacking one guy like, "Come on, Tim, tell us the answer." There's no crosstalk in meetings. We don't advice give. There's nothing like. So I'm always like, "Where do people get the idea that that's what AA's like?" It's, I don't know. I just think it's funny. Well, since I've been doing this show with you, it's, you know, enlightened me and it's exposed me to a bunch of stuff that, you know, that I don't really know a whole ton about. 
an example being when I, you asked if, if meetings cost money, I think you asked. And I was like, no. Well, but I said, no, but we pass a basket. No, and no. you went, it's like church. And I didn't know that that was like church. But so, yeah, if you told me they pass a basket in church, I'd be like, so it's like a meeting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, and recently, it's like, you know, like when you you talk about something or something comes into your, your comes you know, pops on your radar. And yeah. And all of a sudden it's everywhere. Oh, and, yeah. All of a sudden you see it. Yeah, and it's it's like, oh, I didn't even know I like that the way that car looked, and then you see that car like everywhere while you're driving. Exactly, and now you're seeing it everywhere with a sticker that says "taking a trip, not taking a trip," and you know what it means. <laughs> there, yeah. I, I couldn't resist that one. Sorry. And so, anyways, I watch. Um, I was watching a few shows. I can't remember all, but there's been like a handful of shows over the last few weeks where it had to do with like portraying. You know, somebody in recovery, somebody in recovery or somebody trying to, um, or people going to meetings Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, work in the program or whatever. And then I'd be, and part of me would be watching these shows and then I'd be like, oh, that's how it is. So that's what goes on. And then I tell you, I told you off the air, you know, when we were prepping for this show, this particular show, and you were like, I think they never portray it correctly. Yeah, exactly. And, but so, so for this one specific show you're talking about, which is well, th- the one that I, the one that's most prominent for me right now is one of my favorite shows on TV right now is Nashville. Okay. And the one of you know the main uh, one of the main characters is a re- like the whole thing comes into fold is he is a recovering um, he's a recovering alcoholic. Uh huh. And. It's one of the reasons that him and the main character weren't together in the, when the show started. And it's always been about like. Because he was in his disease, like he right, was drinking. He, he was in his disease, like way before, but then like he got clean and they were. And then, um, but then by then she had already gotten married. It was too late. You know, like, you know, one of those. The, the way the sh- a story has to unfold, right? Right. And, but then you know, obviously, that there's chemistry there and they want to be together, that they're really, but it was because of the bad timing of his disease, all that kind of crap. Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, fast forward to this current season. Um, he is now, like, he's clean. It's, you know, like, he's been through a few bouts of getting, uh, he, like, he's fallen off the wagon. He got back, you know. Oh, okay. So he, they show relapse. Right. They've shown him go, go through a few relapses. And then, you know, like, he got sick. And, he, you know, because of his disease. You know, like, all of, oh, you know, like, okay. all of that so stuff. So this guy's, I'm taking it, since it's Nashville, he's supposed to be a, be a musician. Right. And then he, like, like has to cancel shows because he's on a run, something stuff like that. Stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. But, that's, but, I guess that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty accurate, but go ahead. So... Um, but anyways, in the middle of all of it, or so the current season now is he's supposedly, or like, now that I'm saying it out loud, I was like, well, I guess this probably wouldn't happen, but I guess it does. There's uh, recovering alcoholics that run bars. <laughs> like, oh God, like Sam, I've heard stories. Sam They're... Malone, yeah, <laughs> cheers. Oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> Wait, he was a recovering alcoholic? Yeah. Is that why his character never drank? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, how did I forget that? What's funny, because Kirstie Alley... In real life, I know I'm not blowing her cover because she talks about it all the time. But Kirstie Alley in real life is in the program. So, but um, that's anyways, so funny. In this, so this current season of um, his um, his name is Deacon Claiborne is on the on the show. <laughs> that's a good name, Deacon so, Claiborne. So Deacon had a sponsor who ran a bar. Uh-huh. Uh, his sponsor ran the bar, and then. He came through, like he went through some stuff, and then he like he wanted to he wanted to buy into the bar because the bar was for sale, or he needed the, like his sponsor needed help, and so he said, 
let's become business partners. And then they were like, well, we're not supposed to be business partners because of the fact that I'm your I, sponsor. Th- yeah, it's not that's not kosher. So he's like, I'm going to suggest, you know, a new sponsor for you. OK, we'll do this together. And Interesting. So they do it. T- so they do it together. And then, um, you know, like but then Deacon's like he's a musician, like, you know, big, big, not big time musician, but he's a musician in Nashville in town and all that. So the, there's some hype besides be, behind the whole grand opening of the show. Uh, or of the of the bar because right. he's kind of a famous musician and right. he's connected to the bar exactly and so and he's a famous and, he's a known alcoholic and so his who's sponsor connected to the bar is that true also what's that is he also a known alcoholic who's connected to the bar like does everybody in town know his issues they might I can't, okay. I, I don't know if that's come into the full okay fla- okay flail of things anyways um but his what happened is his his uh you know ex sponsor slash business partner kind of gets put into like he like he gets kind of overshadowed overpowered by the fact that um he, Th- this guy's name is now involved like with and the everybody bar. like everybody's like oh this place is getting a, like this place is getting becoming a big deal because of it's it's you know it got new life because of deacon you know oh, not okay not and like he had nothing to do with it right and so it drives the sponsor to have a relapse Wow. And he's 15 years. He was 15 years. Whoa. And so he he, he drives him to drink. He get, and then and then it and then it's on the heels of it's on the heels of his 15 year his 15 year addiction or his 15 year sober birthday, right? And this is where I started thinking about you is he was hiding it that obviously he was hiding that he had had a, he had to slip. He had to slip and then he went to the AA meeting with his with his daughter there and they had a cake and they were singing happy birthday to him and he's like sitting there and everybody and the, one of the things that made me like they're singing happy where they have a cake and they're singing happy birthday to him and the funny thing that, that stuck with me I was like that's where I went the aha moment where I go is that how it goes because they were like happy birthday to you we hope you come back <laughs> no that's not how it goes <laughs> Okay, so the funny the funny thing is at the okay, so the, and this is very like old schoolers hate this part. It's a new thing. It's also very California. So at the end of you know, at the end of a meeting there's a prayer. Everybody's holding hands. And you so amen the end. It's okay like at some places like in Texas they go keep coming back. The end. But in California, they've just created this long abomination Keep coming back. It works if you work it, and it so work it because you're worth it. And every time, like some people finish, there's still like three guys who still are going with more chant. It's ridiculous. It reminds me of the Conan O'Brien episode. Remember that character he had with a guy who would go to see a sports team, and he would try to invent a new cheer, but nobody would go along with it because it was so awful. Like for okay, for example, he would go. Let's go Mets because you are my favorite team and I like you so. It's like that. It's like there's still there are guys doing that to where you're like, dude, that's not a chant. That's just that's ass tarted. What are you doing? Like that's so funny. That, but but no, but they do well. They do sing Happy Birthday to you. Happy, but it's a bunch of people getting their chips all at once. So it's Happy Birthday, alcoholics. Right. Well, I mean, like I'm sure. I'm sure that this was just like because they were dumbing it up for TV. Yeah. But then, but then, but, oh, yeah, like, yeah. but then I didn't know that you celebrated like everybody like saying happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Like, like, see, I didn't know that. 
Well, but but morally, I mean, more like in L.A., each person I remember would get a cake. In Southern California, I mean, that might be more N.A., but in Southern California, you get a cake. Each person has a cake. When I you get six months, they call you half cake. At least they did me. <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, so maybe that wasn't some kind of insult I didn't get. But yeah, but but usually, like nowadays, it'll be a bunch of people all celebrating birthdays, and mm. everybody sings to all of them, and there will be cake, but it's for everybody. But um. But the and then at the towards the end of it, it you know like the the, the episode unfolds and he um it's obviously discovered that you know like he did have a slip that you know that so this guy went into the pro he went to the meeting and and, and let he, everyone do that and he he just lied about it he, right. wow and and then you know like and then all of the you know like it, the whole episode you know snowballed unfolded blah blah blah. And then towards the end, you know, like Deacon helped him get clean or you like like kind of got him to sober up. And then they went back to the meeting and dude got on, you know, he went in front of the in front of there and he's just like, I've got one day and I know this is one day at a time and I'm starting over. And I never thought that I would have to start over again after 15 years. But I got to you know, live my life this way. Like, this is the way that I live my life. And we've got to do this and this happen. Like, it was oh, just. okay. And it was. But it 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 was very similar besides the whole we hope you come back sung into happy birthday. Style. Uh-huh. Like, the whole thing kind of did mirror a lot of the stuff that I'd been learning from you over the months that we've been doing radio rehab. Yeah. So, so I was like. This it seemed like it was accurate. I have no idea if it is or not. Well, the thing is, I think that they go into a lot more explanation to uh, during those things. For example, like I was saying, uh, there's there's no crosstalk in meetings, and when I see it portrayed on television, it looks like some kind of group where everybody's talking to each other, and you you're not supposed to respond to what somebody else shares. Um, and all and, and I have seen it. You know, I have unfortunately been there when somebody who a few weeks ago or a few months ago had a whole bunch of time and then when they say are there any newcomers that person raises their hand and it's like oh but the thing I think on TV I think what they do is they go very far to explain it to the audience so that then you know that the non-recovering people get it because in the regular program if somebody just had got like their 15 year chip and then two weeks later when they say are there any newcomers and that guy raises his hand, he doesn't need to say I just have one day now. We know. <laughs> like, we get it. Right, 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 you know, right, right. Like, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I gotcha. But yeah, so it but but that is interesting to watch. My favorite, my favorite thing that I saw, just because I love the blacklist and I love the character Raymond Reddington. I love James Spader. There was an episode where I'm like, God, I can't avoid this. This is so funny. He goes to find Agent Wrestler, and Agent Wrestler happens to be at a meeting because Agent Wrestler in one episode got addicted to pain pills. So they don't really show him share. They show him sitting in the room. They show the meeting, and they show them do the prayer at the end. And then James Spader walks in and and starts talking to him, and he goes, you followed me? Like, you know, this is an anonymous thing. Programming, um, and James Spader goes, Oh, I know. Um, as his Raymond Reddington character, he's like, "Yeah, I tried to do the program once, but it didn't work for me." And wrestler goes, "Why is that?" And then James Spader goes, "I have a real problem believing there's a power greater than me." <laughs> and I thought that was so cool. I mean, it's hilarious. It's not cool if you're if you're you know actually trying to get sober. But as far as like the TV character goes, that's great because that's Raymond Reddington, and we don't want—he's not a sober person. We don't look to him to be a sober person. But I honestly don't think anybody in recovery looks to television to help them. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody in recovery goes, 
God, I really, you know, I'm feeling itchy. I'm going to watch Nashville. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm hopefully if that happens to well, people, I mean, they will go to a meeting. I guess that's the thing is like, do you guys watch, do you watch television and see things that happen on TV? Obviously, because there's so much blatant, you know, drug and alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Use, and go, wow, I really wish I could freaking just, you know shoot up or you know whatever uh, well no, for a lot of it it's like you're watching it and you're like that's not what it's like come on because if they showed what it's like it would be too ugly for hollywood you know to show a real relapse would just be too depressing to show you know what it's really like to <laughs> like be strung out is ugly yeah like those <laughs> pictures of me I, yeah like to show what that looks like is ugly I mean, that requires a lot of makeup and special effects to show what that looks like. It's gnarly, and it's depressing, and it's hard to watch because a lot of addicts don't come, you know, and alcoholics don't come back. Is there is there a movie that's really accurate? Like, I, I would think that, like, there's a, real, a movie out there that's probably so, like, close as close as you can get to being accurate, but it's probably, like, really, really intense that it's and, and really difficult to watch. Like, you'd have to be in a mood to watch something dark like that. Oh, yeah, you'd have to be in a mood. Well, okay, because of my specific story, everyone I know has forbidden me to see Requiem for a Dream. So evidently, I would probably really connect to that movie, but I don't want to know why. Interesting. And from what I've heard, I really don't want to know I've why. And I've heard that. I wouldn't be able I've to watch I've heard that it. that's crazy. Like, it's... Yeah, I wouldn't it, I wouldn't be able to watch that. I felt like Trainspotting was really accurate because my friend worked for New Line Cinemas when Trainspotting came out. So we had, like, a... a, a copy of it way before it hit the theaters what was funny is we had two weeks <laughs> we, we had two weeks when we watched it and we had nothing after we watched it we did we watched it we were sweating we looked at each other we we're like ready to go let's yeah <laughs> let's wow. hit the road i mean the credits weren't even rolling and we were loaded but see the thing is i wasn't working a program back then it was i was really like white knuckling it now for one thing i wouldn't watch train spotting because yeah i drool when i see a needle i can't i always will I mean, a woman, I saw, I was talking to a woman yesterday, and I, I mean, this is the sick part of me. All I noticed was how amazing the veins in her neck were. And she, she was telling me something that may or may not have been important. It's like, it's like I, the way I am with veins is like the way men are with boobs. Like, they can't hear what you're saying, they just see tits. You know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know what she's talking about. I'm just looking at her veins like, wow, that's a, those are amazing. They're like wow. garden hoses. I mean, and it's sick. It's sick. And, uh. Hopefully, that, hopefully that'll go away soon. I was talking to uh, a, a friend of mine who was talking about how he is he only has eleven days right now, and he's talking about the the using dreams because oh my god, for the first thirty days, even maybe sixty days, the, my using dreams were bad. In every dream, I was like, I I had already started drinking. I don't know what else I had done, and at the end, I was always trying to smoke rock, but the wind's blowing too hard and I can't get the lighter to work and then I wake up just sweating. And this went on for too long and I would pray every day, please take away the obsession. And now now it's been lifted, thankfully. But I'm not going to lie, there's still some things and like we're talking about TV, there's still some things like, okay, I love Ray Donovan. Like, I want to marry that dude. I don't want to marry Liev Schreiber German guy with an Australian accent because I can't think of anything worse than that. But I want to marry like a Boston Irish hitman. Hell yeah, I love that. He's hot. But man, there's a lot of drinking in that show. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about how to get away with murder on the news and entertainment show. It's so funny that I was talking about Viola Davis and how she goes into her office and shuts the door. And, you know, she goes to polish off this bottle of vodka and she keeps pouring it into a glass. I'm like, if you know you're going to drink the bottle, why are you wasting time with the damn glass? See, there's things like that that I'm just like, that's not realistic. 
You know, I mean, you have to be in serious denial to go, I'm going to finish this bottle, yet I'm going to pour it t- one ounce at a time into a glass. <laughs> you know, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Just get a good sip. Interesting. Well, for the for our listeners out there, if you have any, su- you know, not suggestions, but if there's something out there that you would think that is portrayed well or... Yeah, what do you, yeah, for you guys, what do you think, what is the movie that you think best shows addiction at its finest most realistically uh i also want to say the movie smashed which i was just talking about it has um i can't think aaron paul aaron paul who played jesse on breaking bad is the male character and the girl in it oh my god it was like watching myself it is the most realistic portrayal of alcoholism hitting bottom and going to recovery that i've ever seen it was really really great uh every part of it was true and great and awesome it's called Smashed. Again, I think it's on Netflix. Uh, but yeah, let us know. Write us. Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. That's G-O-T-O Productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. We are running out of time. I do want to let you know, coming up, we have a really awesome show. This is not an entertainment show. It's for Radio Rehab. The Relapse, we have people coming in from Lyric Recovery Services. And we are going to talk about the naltrexone implant, which is a new thing well, it's something being done right now for heroin addicts who ha- are having a hard time staying staying clean. And I I it's I recommend you tune into that. It's going to be a great episode. Yeah, it sounds they sound like they have like a whole panel. Oh yeah, we're going to have a whole panel in here and it's it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Radio Rehab The Relapse. Check us out next week and stay sober. and drugs and rock and roll is all my brain and body need sex and drugs and rock and roll it's very good indeed keep your silly ways or throw them out the 